Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boxing fans of all ages, we are back. You are now tuned into Four Corners Boxing Cast. And I'm your host, Fight Night Dex. We bringing it to you live in a living color in the building with me. Once again, the one and only Bang Bang Bruno from the Bronx. You heard? I'm back, people. I'm back. I know y'all miss me. I missed y'all too. I'm back for y'all though. Bruno be taking his tours around, you know, state to state, going, Busy checking guy, out the fights, man. man. Big guy. <laughs> Busy guy in the building, man. Busy Bruno. Busy Bruno from the Bronx. So hope you guys tuned in last week. It was a little quiet. It was a little slow, but um, boxing was on regardless. Every weekend. Every it's weekend. No excuse. Friday, Saturday, Sunday night fights. It doesn't stop, brother. It's big main events or just some up-and-coming fighters coming up or just some uh, old-school fighters trying to keep their weight up, you know? It's boxing on, and we're going to watch it all. So we got a little catching up to do. We got a little catching up to do. We're going to make it quick, fast, and easy in round one. You know we got four rounds to cover. As you heard the new intro to the theme right there, man, Four Corners. Fire intro. Fire intro. Uno, you know. Young OG Canvas, LAV, King Kai, putting this track together, man. It's almost officially done. That's just a sneak peek of what's coming to you, you know? But um, <clears throat> Luminosity, shout out to Luminosity, ATM, Uno, you know, Beyond Extraordinary, One Way Remastered. Music is out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all that good shit. Check my boys out, BX, we up. So we're going to pop it off this week, man. We're going to pop it off and we're going to get to it, man. Round one. Ding, ding, ding. PBC. PBC was um, uh, the main headliners really this week, man. You know, they were on Fox. They were on Showtime. Al Heyman keeping his fighters busy. You know, a lot of guys talking crap on on, on the fights that uh, he's putting his big guys in. But uh, don't be sleeping on these underdogs, man. These underdogs... They come through and they get it rocking, man. You see people talking about Jose Cito and, and, and Thurman, and we saw what happened that night. Yeah, listen, guys. Like we said in previous podcasts, and we'll always keep saying it, you can't sleep on no card. It don't matter if the night before it was bad fights, the next night might be great fights. Last week's card was in, eh, this week's might be better, even if the names aren't the big names. So we're going to get it rocking here. PBC popped it off. Last Saturday, um, it was an afternoon card, five o'clock. You know, coming from the UK, one of the one of the new moves that Al made out there. He got a deal out in the UK, getting money in the UK, and what a way to start it off with um, with UK fighters, man. James DeGale, former super middleweight champion of the world, taking on Chris Urbanks Jr. That was the main event and the undercard. You know, it's what we're gonna get it on with uh Joe Joyce, man, the silver Olympic medalist, rising heavyweight contender, Joe Joyce. He's from the UK. This man is six foot six. He weighs about two and change, probably like 240, 250 around there. It's a big boy. I met him out in Cali. <clears throat> I met him out in Cali for the Wilder um Fury card when I was out there. And um, if you remember, if you watched the pay-per-view, he opened up the pay-per-view. Scored, I think it was the first round knockout. 
So, um, Joe Joyce. The card up nice. Yeah, Joe Joyce is coming up. He, uh, he was 7 0 with seven knockouts. And a big step up in competition, if we can still say that. He took on former WBC champ, Bermain B. Wiz Stavern. Hey, listen, he's a former champ regardless, but we're going to question how prepared he was for this fight. Stavern hasn't really been looking prepared since he lost the title to Wilder a few years ago. Because, uh, I mean, he was, he was, he was high. He had two great fights with uh, Chris Ariola. Um, yeah, I remember. He was doing his thing. And people were, you know, they were questioning Wilder when he went into that fight. Yeah, cause him and, Wilder, and him, him and Wilder was a big fight. Part because of him as well. Not because of just Wilder being the up-and-coming American heavyweight. It was, let's see what Stavern can do as well. Yeah, Wilder ended up taking the title from Stavern. He's been the champ since. But Joe Joyce steps up and takes on former champ, Bermain Stavern. If you've seen the fight... Then you seen the beat down that Stavern took that from, from round one till it was stopped in round six. Joe Joyce scored a six-round TKO victory over Bermain Stavern. Now. Could have been stopped early. It was bad, man. Like, this guy was getting his shit rocked, man. Stavern was just running around the ring getting pummeled. Side to side, corner to corner, pillar to post, and I was like feeling bad. I'm like, dude, I'm this guy came in sloppy. He was like, he was like pounds overweight. Yeah, two seventy around there. Ideal fighting weight. Yeah, they had him. They had him at two seventy, and I'm like, damn, bro, like looking sloppy. Throwing one right hand around. Like, he would throw a right hand until he landed a few. He landed a few. But it just wasn't enough to follow up on. Again, Joyce is 6'6". 6'6", the super heavyweight as far as height and height. And weight, man. He's like 250, bro. And and in a good shape, 250. He's not a sloppy guy. in shape. He's looking like a... You know, they call him the juggernaut. Yeah. Joe, the juggernaut Joyce, man. Team juggernaut. Again, I met the man really cool. And in shape, big dude. Um, still a lot of growth, a lot of improvement to do in his game as well. But Joe did what he had to do, man. And he scored. He picked up the victory. He improves the eight and zero with eight KOs. That was a WBA eliminator fight in which they made. They rushing this kid, I think, a little too fast because yes, you just got to win over Stavern. But you know, Stavern doesn't. I think he's just doing it for the checks right now, and I don't think. Yeah. I don't think put too much stock in that fight, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I don't think he should even be in the ring anymore, honestly. His corner should have really thought about stopping that fight earlier. The ref should have stopped it earlier. I'm glad they stopped it when they stopped it, though, man, because he was taking just... He has a good chin, you know? That's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to just have him get beat down and then stop it when he can't actually fight anymore. No, he was barely fighting like throughout the fight. Like he would throw again, he would throw right hand here and there, but it was just never enough, man. And he got dropped in the third round. He got dropped in the third round. He hit the ropes. The ropes held him up. The ref called it a knockdown. It was it was clearly a knockdown because the ropes weren't there. He was gonna hit the floor. Um, Joyce hit him with a big overhand uh, right, and that was that. That should have been it. He shouldn't have came back out the corner after that. You know, probably give him one more round, the fourth. Let's see what you do. If you're not doing nothing, bro, yeah, we got to stop this. should have been a wrap. No. But Joe Joyce, again, picks up another victory. Another up-and-coming heavyweight from the UK. 
And, um, you know, they're talking that Anthony Joshua, you know, everybody wants that Anthony Joshua big money fight, especially out in the UK, you know, Fury, Joshua, you got this kid, Joe Joyce. It makes big money out there for those guys, and they do 100000 Wembley Stadium. It, it, that's easy money, man. That's easy money. But uh, we'll see what happens and how Joyce continues to rise. Deverne falls to 25-4 and four with 21 KOs. I hope that's the last we've seen of him, honestly. Yeah, hang it up, Stavern. Just relax, enjoy your money. Hopefully you saved wisely. You go down in history as a WBC champ. The first Haitian, the first and only Haitian-born fighter to win the WA championship. So, shout out to Dermain Stavern. Please, don't take no more punishment like that. Joe Joyce, congratulations. Continue to do what you do. Um, moving on to that main event. Again, former IBF, two-time IBF super middleweight champion, James Chunky DeGale takes on the son of the British legend as well, Chris Urbank, Chris Urbank Jr. Super middleweight grudge match. These guys have been talking crap to each other for a long time. You know how they do out there. They've been going at it for a while. They're talking about sparring stories and how uh, I beat you up and how I beat you. No, I schooled you. No, you were looking like a bum, you know. Uh, I like that, though, but I like to, I like to hear that and then get to see the real shit. And the real shit went down, man. The real shit went down. Urbanks did what he did. The younger fighter, the fresher fighter, and he went in there and held it down. It was it was a good fight, you know. It was a good fight. A little sloppy on the end of Chunky because, I mean, Chunky used to be that dude, man. Chunky used to put on some wars, man. He would go in there and kick some ass. He's looking like. He's looking worn down himself. Bro, I don't even think it's half the fighter anymore that he was once was, man. You know, he was moving around the ring, coming in with headbutts and grabbing all night. Really no fight. Like, he would he would throw punches in the clinch, you know. In the clinch, he'll try to get a little sneaky. opposite yo. of a war. Clinching, running, yo, coming in with your head. Chunky is not that dude anymore. And I personally think it's after that Badu Jack fight they had at Barclays Center. Back in 2017, man. Him and Jack went to war. That was my fight of the year in 2017, honestly. I, I, I can watch that fight over and over. They did it from round 1 to 12. But Jack knocked his tooth out, broke his eardrum, and Chunky hasn't been the same. You know? Yeah, they, both, they both took crazy punishment in that fight. He, he lost the title to, 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 to um, Caleb Turax after that. Won it back in a rematch. In, in two wars again, two more wars in which he took beatings in. And um, he came back, I think, late last year with a little eight-round fight. Comes back into a big UK fight here with with Urbanks. And Urbanks did what he had to do, man. I mean, Chris Urbanks no slouch himself, you know. He, to me, really, he's really a middleweight. Fighting that yeah. super middleweight because he couldn't get the fights at middleweight that he wanted. He'd been calling for that Glovkin fight a long time. You know, he left Eddie Hearn and Matchroom over that. You know, they had the dispute. But um, Urbanks, he, he's fast, he's strong, and he's down to get it. He only has two losses. He lost to Billy Joe Saunders back when they were both contenders. They were, I think they were contending both for uh, a, a WBO middleweight title shot in which Billy Joe won and he went on to win the WBO middleweight championship. And he lost last year to George Groves in the World Boxing Super Series, the super middleweight tournament that they had there. 
So Urbanks, you know, he's a tough character, man. And then he has his father's reputation behind him as well. Yeah, you got to live up to daddy. Yeah, the little brother also fights, man. It's a few, it's a fighting family. Um, Urbanks dominated, man. He dropped, he dropped Chunky twice. He dropped him in the second round with some wild hooks, you know, because Urbanks could throw those wild hooks and Chunky just couldn't get out the way. Yeah. He was getting caught and he was flying around the ring. And then he got dropped again in the 10th. He got dropped again in the 10th, and I'm telling you, like, it's just the Gale, a man who's never been dropped only once in the Badu Jack fight, is now hitting the deck on the regular. Those are signs of yeah. time to hang it up. The chin is not the same. Legs ain't the same. It's time to go, you know? And, I mean, come on. Um, nothing to take away from Chunky. Again, two-time super middleweight champ. He's an Olympic gold medalist, the first British Olympic gold medalist to win a world championship in boxing. He goes down in history, man. He put his day, he put his put his work in. He put great fights on. Like Chunky, if this is uh, if your time is up, then if you want to continue fighting, don't continue fighting against the elite. Make your money yeah, fighting. Yeah, have to go second tier. Yeah, you know, make some money fighting second tiers. Yeah. And, I mean, because it's hard to leave the sport for guys, man. You know, we say it all the time, like, yo, why is this guy still fighting? Why is he doing it to what himself? What else is he going to do? Yeah, you know, like... But at the same time, you can't do what you just did Saturday. Hit you, Osterberg, at the same time. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah. Not to be, you know, not to understand the fighters, because we understand the fighters, but... Not to pick and choose fight, but listen, if you want to continue fighting, fight guys at the level that you're at today. You're not an elite level fighter anymore. Yeah. You're not. You know, um, I had the fight. I had the fight. Uh, I had the fight looking all like Urbanks, man. I had it 11 rounds to one for Urbanks Jr. Honestly, a clear blowout Dominant win. Blowout. You know, Chunky looked like shit, man. Looked like shit. He smothered, he ran, and he held, and he headbutted all night. That was all I saw coming from him. Um, Three no-nos. Leading with your head, clinching, and running. The cards were close, as always. Disgraceful. Nobody knows what's going on in boxing. <laughs> the fresh eyes. We need the fresh eyes, man. We need the fresh eyes. I don't know what these guys were seeing, but uh, one judge had it 114-112. Mind you, again, the gear was dropped twice. twice. What? Another judge had it 115-112. So he basically had a 6-6 and the knockdowns. And the knockdowns yeah. give him the victory. And the third judge had it a little more better, 117-109. But again, too close for me, man. I mean, the 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 one the one seventeen one oh nine. That's not even that's generous. So forget about the two before that. The three before that, yeah. Horrible judging on that fight. But the best thing that happened there was that the right man got the decision. Yeah, at least they ain't messed it up that bad. You know. So that was what Showtime produced for us. Thank you for the good pickup, Showtime, because it was uh, y'all guys just picked that fight up about two weeks ago before it came down. Um, congratulations to Curtis Urbanks Jr. on his victory. Again, Joe Joyce. Hope to see these guys soon. And uh, PBC, Al Heyman, and the team continue to invade into the UK and getting themselves that Euro paper. You heard? Yeah, new Euros. Moving on, moving on, and we're going to stay with PBC, though. We're going to stay with Al Heyman because they're they, they getting busy, man. They got a lot of slot time, man. Between Showtime and Fox, they got a lot of things going on over there, man. So we're going to be seeing more and more of what the team has to, what the team has to offer.
Yeah, and you better not get sick of us hearing about PBC because guess what? We're talking about whoever's putting the fights on. So if we're talking a lot about PBC, that means they're giving you a lot of boxing. So remember to give them credit for that. So we're going to go on to PBC and Fox, man. Fox was live, FX1. Andre Durrell versus Avani Yildirim. Super middleweight championship was going down. And... Um, we had some welterweights, man. We had some welterweight action that opened up the cards, man. Then in the first opening card was uh, a rematch, a welterweight rematch that opened up between uh, Rosario J J Jensen, Jensen Rosario, Jason Rosario, um, excuse me on his name, from the Dominican Republic. He ended up getting a stoppage over Marcos Hernandez, Mexican warrior Marcos Hernandez. Their first fight ended in an eight-round draw. So they brought it back, and I didn't see the first fight. I'm not going to tell you. This is the first time that I see both fighters. Hear about both fighters at that. But I did some research, and I seen that their first fight ended in an eight-round draw. The rematch went on, and um, from what I was watching, it was a close fight, man. They were trading rounds back and forth, you know, landing big punches. They was going at it, man. And... Um, Hernandez got dropped, man. <laughs> Hernandez got dropped hard, bro, in the ninth round. Hit I mean, that deck pretty hard, right? I had it 4-4 four, four through 8. It was looking like it's about to be another draw on my card from what I'm seeing. And this Dominican kid, Rosario, bro, he landed a hook there that put that boy on his back, man. Hit him with a big poppy. Yo, he hit him with the big, he hit him <laughs> hit him with with the the... big poppy, man, that Maduro, you heard? <laughs> Uh, and um, Hernandez beat the count. He got back up. He got back up. He beat the count. But he went, um, Rosario went for broke, man. He let it all out. Bing, bang, bing, throwing combinations, throwing combinations. And the ref stepped in, and they called it a night for that one. So the rematch goes to Rosario. This kid is 18-1 uh, and one with one draw, which was their first fight. Um, 13 KOs. The kid got popped. The kid got popped. Let's see what um, PBC and Heyman do with this kid, man. You know, DR for y'all listening, man. My DR people. You got guys a guy. got a Dominican fighter yeah, on your hands. Dominican fighter on your hands who's busting ass, man. He scored a nice big victory on Fox. Hernandez forced a 13-2-1 with three KOs. So, let's see what happens with those guys. You know, in the co-main event, my man Bang Bang Bruno's twin right here. Jamal James. Now, mind you guys, the card was in Minnesota, and he is the hometown guy. Shout out to Jamal James, selling tickets out in Minnesota. You know, and um, he's big and involved with the kids in the community. Yeah, which you know, is always a good, a good look. He brought out a lot of the kids from his hood and his his um the no local gyms. You know, and he brought them out, gave them all tickets to the fight. Excuse me. Jamal James, man, again, up and coming welterweight in the world of in a stacked welterweight division. You know the names. Keith Thurman, Earl Spence, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Terrence Crawford. Hey, hey, your boy, don't forget your boy, the old man. The old man, Manny, Manny, Pac-Man, my boy, that's my heart right PBC there, PBC got the welterweights, man. As uh, you can see, Udani's Ugas. He's getting a fight with Sean Porter in, in uh, is it next week? Yeah, that's next week's matchup. That's next week's matchup on Fox. PBC continuing to do their thing. Um, More PBC, you see? 
Ugas is the only man to defeat Jamal James. Jamal James sports a record of 25 and 1. 12 KOs, Yudanis Ugas being the only man to beat him. So That's a respectable loss. Very respectable loss. My boy went into the ring against a Mexican brawler. John, James, what's this guy's name? Janar, Janar, Janel, Juan, Juan, Janel, Juan. We're gonna call him Juan. We're gonna call him Juan Gonzalez. Juan yeah. Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Not Talia's ex-husband, but just some yeah. regular, some other Juan yeah, Gonzalez. Cuba, you heard? Yo, listen. This guy Gonzalez came into the fight 19 and one with one draw, 15 KOs, which means he's ready to fight. Which means he got some pop behind those punches, and he was letting off. Yeah, he looked real good early. I thought it was gonna be a, a spoiled homecoming for um <laughs> for Jamal. Yeah, man. Yo, Jamal had a little trouble early on, man. Gonzalez was in there. He said, "I'm coming straight from Barranquilla, man." Letting off them shots he was throwing. It was a good matchup. Again, they were trading rounds early on as well. PBC has been putting on some good on the cards as well. Um, good action up until. Up until around the fourth round. Like, the first three rounds, it was good action back and forth. The fourth round, Jamal James started to take over and control. He's a tall, linky dude, man. Like, this guy, this guy's probably like six feet, man, in the welterweight division, man. And that's big, man. Yeah, Long that is arms. big. And, boy, the fifth round popped off, and he hit, he hit Gonzalez with a body shot. Jamal James has been infamous lately for that killer body shot, man. Yeah. He's been putting dudes out. With them wicked body shots, some little liver shots, man, because these arms are just so long. So when you try to come in, he just throws it under. Boom, you don't see him. Yo, Go right he, under your guard, too. Mm, Gonzalez hit that floor, and he hit that floor hard, man. He took that knee and took a deep breather. I thought he wasn't going to make the count, but somebody must have told him the round is over because it was like in the last 10 seconds of the round, he, took, he got hit with that body shot. He took a knee. He beat the count. They stopped the round right there. Boom. They went back to their corners. The crowd was going crazy. Again, the hometown kid, Jamal James. Gonzalez didn't come back out. At the start of the sixth round, his corner waved the white flag. It's over. Jamal James makes another successful homecoming victory and improves his record to 25-1. and one. He's on a six-fight win streak, guys, since he lost that fight to Udani Sugas. He's making some noise at welterweight, which is just crazy when you think about how many guys out there. He's highly ranked in the WBA, so you know he was calling Keith Thurman. He was calling for Manny Pacquiao. You know, those are the top guys in the WBA. Those are the two uh, champions for yeah. the WBA. You know, they got 30 titles. Yeah. <laughs> and um, not a bad fight, man. I mean, if Keith is uh, supposed to be doing another stay busy fight, you know, he's calling this comeback, get back year. Don't know if he's going to go, if he's going to get the Pacquiao fight. Hope that that does happen if he ain't going to fight any other top welterweight. But Jamal James is a dangerous fighter. If he had trouble with uh, Josecito Lopez, he's going to have trouble with Jamal James. Yeah, he might even, he might even lose this shit if he ain't He might even lose point, this man. one if he not really ready. James is hungry. James is hungry, and he has the back in the Minnesota behind him. This guy's doing numbers out there, and... As he continues to improve, I'm sure his people will continue to follow him throughout the states and where he lands. Ha and having, fight. having the support of your city and your state is real big for these guys, man. You know, the promoters, you know, they give you favorable matchups. It's a good look, man. 
So we're going to see what happens with Jamal James. Shout out. Congratulations to Jamal James on his victory. Getting into the main event where we move in to part of PBC on Fox. FX1's main event. Anthony the Dog Durrell. The Durrell brothers from Michigan. Andre and Anthony. Anthony is the former WBC super middleweight champ. He's taking on Ivani Yildirim. If you don't know Yildirim, let me put you on. He's 21 and 1. He came into the fight 21 and 1 with 12 KOs. Tough fighter. The only man to defeat him was Chris Urbanks Jr., who we just told you scored a victory over his biggest victory till today over James DeGale. So it was a super middleweight weekend. Yeah. Darrell Yildirim. WBC, vacant WBC super middleweight championship, which was stripped from David Benavidez for uh, dirty drug urine that uh, I was explaining to you guys last week on the show. But uh, Benavidez will be back later on um, on, the, on the Earl Spence, Mikey Garcia card. And um, if he gets the victory, then I guess we'll see him and Darrell get it back on. You know what I'm saying? Because that fight was supposed to happen last year until um, that happened with the dirty urine and Benavidez was stripped. So... Darrell Yudhirim, they got it on. Back and forth action. All three of these fights Saturday night were back and forth action. Close matchups until they were stopped. Until the knockouts came. Until it was time to go to the cards. Darrell was in clear control for me. Yudhirim was no bum. He was no sucker. He was getting it in. <clears throat> but Darrell was in control for me through the earlier the fight. First six rounds. I had him clearly winning. He was popping his jab. He was landing combinations. He was fighting off the ropes. Again, Yildirim was giving his his shots in as well, but they weren't as clear and they weren't as effective as Darrell. Darrell was landing the clear shots all night. And then came, then came, was it round seven? Yeah. End of the sixth round, Darrell was up early. Round seven came in and... Yildirim lands this headbutt. A clash of heads. Uh, clash of heads. Clash of heads opens up a cut over Darrell's left eye. Over his left eye. Right on the eye. Right on the eyebrow. And a bad cut, so. it, it, it was a bad one. I ain't gonna front. It was a bad one. It, it got pretty. It got worse. You know, they get worse as the fight goes on. Yeah. You getting punched in that shit all night. Even the little jabs that just touch you. Just. Uh, they opening you up even more. You know? Yildirim took over the fight from there. I gave Yildirim 7 through 10. And mainly, you can say the cut had an effect to it, but it wasn't bleeding that much. You know, he um, Darrell has a good cut man. Got shout out to his cut man in his corner. It wasn't leaking. You know, just a few, uh, last month, we seen Badu Jack fight with a hole in his head, man. And his also was in the seventh round in which he continued and finished the fight. That was bloody. That was scary. That should have been stopped. This here could have continued. It didn't need to be stopped right when it was stopped. And who knows what the outcome would have been, though. Because the fight was stopped in the 10th round due to the accidental headbutt. And by the rules of boxing, after um, the four rounds, if the fight, if there's a cut caused by accidental headbutt, you go to the scorecards. If there's a cut caused by a punch, you're done. You're done. That's a TKO loss if you can't continue. Headbutt, we go to the scorecards. One judge had it 98-92 for Darrell. 
Excuse me. Yes, 98-92 for Darrell. Two judges, sorry. Two judges had it. 98-92 for Darrell. One judge had it. 96-94 for Yoderin. So, on mm. Anthony Darrell wins by a split technical decision. Recaptures the WBC Super Middleweight Championship. He's now a two-time champ. And he improves to 33-1 and one with one draw. His only, his only uh, defeat coming to Badu Jack, who we were just speaking about, who moved up to the light heavyweight division later on. So Darrell escapes with a victory here because, again, if they don't stop the fight, who knows what's the outcome, right? Yeah, he might not make it out. He might get stopped. He might not get stopped, finish the fight, but get batted finishing the fight. Who and knows? It, it, it can end up a draw or it could go either way. A couple of knockdowns, that changes everything. No. It was a big cut over his eye. Gets him the crown. Anthony Durrell is now back at the top of the super middleweight division. Again, mm-hmm. we're waiting to see what's up with Benavidez. Commentating that night was a new IBF champ, Caleb, Caleb Plant. He said he could get it on with Plant. They could unify if they want to do that. That'll be a good fight. Yeah, I like that. I think I like Plant a lot right now, too, yeah, man. Plant, Plant looks like he's ready to take over 168. Yeah, Plant is ready to go, man. And um, shout out to Yildirim. Good fight that he put up. Hope to see him again soon. He uh, drops a 21-2 and two with 12 KOs. The Turkish man. I hope to see you soon, Yildirim. You put up a good fight, and I like your style. You was game all night. You know? That wasn't even a bad loss, too. It, you know, stopped yeah. the, the way it was stopped, so he could come back. It wasn't a bad loss, man. You know, so um, moving on from PBC, we go to the zone. <laughs> we go to the zone where Eddie Hearn picked up uh, a classic a classic uh, Mexican war, huh? Mexican brawl out in Tijuana. Um, Brandon Rios, former lightweight champ against Humberto Soto and also a former lightweight champ himself. Um, this was action, man. If you guys know about these two, they're brawlers. Um, Soto's from Tijuana, so he was the hometown favorite. And they fought, man. It was a bang-out fight, man. We're going to make it quick on this one. It was a bang-out fight. Two old fighters just continuing to stay in the game. Bam Bam is young old, though. Bam Bam is young old. He's just old because of the wars. And washed up right now, yeah. Yeah, Soto's double the old, though. Soto's 40 years old, man. And he has 80 professional. That was his 80th professional fight. Like this. 50 wars. He might have 50 wars (laughs) out of them 80. Yo, Invento Soto is in his 80th pro fight. Blessings to that man that he continues to go on. And um, let's just hope that he continues to fight these type of fights in which, you know, he can say he can make money but fight the level of competition that his career is at, you yeah. know. Exactly what we were explaining earlier. But um, it was a blowout. It was a blowout, you know. Soto, I had it 10-2, you know what I'm saying? And he won on all the scorecards, like 119 or 110 or some shit. Like, they all had it, a unanimous decision for him. And yeah. um, an- another thing was that Rio came in at 151 and Soto weighed in 146. For all you guys talking about, you know, this is it's weight classes, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it is. But when you just got the balls to get in there and go get it, you do it, man. You know? So um, that was what they had on the zone, man. You know, Soto continues to 
his little comeback in, 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 in boxing and Bram Bam just continues to decline more and more. You know, who knows where we'll see these guys again, but it is what it is. We'll be back after this break, guys, with round two. That was the pr- that, was, some bills. that was the review of the week, man. Round one is out the way. Be back. What's going on, boxing junkies? We back at it, man. Round two, man. We're going to give you a quick review, excuse me, a quick preview of what's coming up this weekend in the fight game. Friday night, March 1st, Telemundo. They popped off their season premiere last week, and they get back at it. If you know about the Telemundo fights, listen, those joints be the truth, you heard? Telemundo fights. Friday night, nothing going on. You're getting ready to probably leave or you just relaxing. You come across one of those fights. You ain't going nowhere, man. They slugging it out out there, man. They got they got their 2019 season underway. This is coming from Hollywood, Florida. Ricardo Espinosa versus Ricardo Nunez. Who is the official Ricardo, man? Who's the real Ricky Ricardo here, you heard? Oh, man. 10-round bantamweights. They're 10-round bantamweights. So you already know, those little guys, they throw punches and bunches. Thousand punches from each of them. All 10 rounds, you heard? (laughs) All 10 rounds, man. This is what they do. But that's what's going on on Telemundo. Um, Friday night, March 1st, they back in action from Hollywood, Florida. 10-round bantamweight fight. Saturday night, P, B, C. Again, on Showtime, WBA regular junior middleweight championship is on the line when the champ, um, my man from Costa Rica, Brian Castano. No, excuse me. He's Argentinian. He's one of the two. Excuse me. I think he's Argentinian. 15-0, and 0, 11 KOs. Check that out for me there real quick, Bruno. He's taking on, he's taking on Ereslandi Lara. Cuba, baby. The American Dream, the former WBA champ himself, who's coming off the Fight of the Year candidate. Excuse me, no, he, they won the Fight of the Year, him and yeah. Heard last year. By the Boxing Writers Association, nominated them Fight of the Year. That was a war, that was awesome. And if you can make Lara fight like that, you're going to be entertained. If you make Lara fight, you got a good fight. And I just checked it up, he's from Argentina, he's so from he's Argentina. most likely a nice... Heavy hitter, pressure fighter from Argentina that'll probably make eleven KOs and fifteen fight. wins, man. Yeah, he got pop. Yeah, he got pop. Yeah. Let's hope that he brings the pressure with Lada and he makes it a good night because it's Cuba Libre night at the Barclays Center. Let y'all know this fight is at the Barclays Center Saturday night. If you need those tickets, you know X got your tickets. We'll get to that yes, in a minute. Also, we call it Cuba Libre night because King Kong Ortiz is back, the heavyweight powerhouse, man. King Kong is staying busy. If you last seen him, you last seen him on the Fury Wilder card in December where he scored a knockout victory there as well. Ortiz, 30-1 with 26 knockouts. Remember, um, this same time last year, he was fighting Wilder at the Barclays Center. King Kong is back-to-back in March. Back-to-back years at the Barclays Center. King Kong is about to own March because even though he lost last year in March, it was was a a great fight, man. Yeah, that was a war. That was a heavyweight classic for for, for today's age, man, of boxing. 
you know he's fighting christian hammer man christian hammer if you don't know him guess what he's 24 he has 24 wins he has five defeats and 14 knockouts so let's see what hammer has for king kong that's the double header cuba libre night barclay center brooklyn new york x got your tickets holla at me we got some nice 40 40 seats food and drinks are included hundred dollars a pop let me know what y'all thinking people let me know what y'all want to do you know the clock is ticking um Moving on to uh, Matchroom Boxing, The Zone. They got a little England card on, also on, on, on The Zone. Again, $10 a month. A streaming app. You get boxing from Matchroom, Eddie Hearn, a Anthony Joshua, uh, uh, Dillian White, all those fighters that he has over there. Kel Brook. They have a bunch of those classic fights up there. Golden Boy, Canelo Alvarez. They have their classic fights up there. Man, they got some stuff, man. I can Barack. New stuff. Old stuff, new stuff. Um, you know, previews. You know, Bellator. Little, yeah, they got the Bellator. Um, they gonna have MLB also on it as well this season. Season's about to pop off. Spring training's in motion, people. Stay tuned, my New York Yankees, baby. Let's go, Bronx yeah. Bombers. And um, talking about the Bronx Bombers, man. Lou DeBella has a card on uh, live. TheBellaEntertainmentOne.com. DBE1.com Live DBE1.com The Bella Entertainment He's doing his thing He got a little card on the internet this week And it's featuring my Bronx Bomber From Morris Park's gym The heavyweight undefeated 12-0 with 7 knockouts George Arias If y'all from the BX If y'all know what's happening now here My boy George He's done his thing in the Golden Gloves He's been fighting at heavyweight Doing his thing And he got the De Bella deal about a year or two ago Bella's been keeping him busy, and he's coming back. He's getting it on against Robert Simmons. Robert Sims, excuse me, in an eight-round heavyweight fight. Robert Sims is eight and two with three knockouts. George, shout out to you. Hope you get that victory and keep doing what you're doing here for my boys in Mars Park in the BX. You heard? Got to shout out our local fighters all the time. Yeah, support the local fighters, man. New York, the Bronx, we with you, bro. All the way. Again, though, guys, if y'all need tickets to the fight Saturday night, holla at me, man. X got your tickets. You can follow me on Twitter at Fight Night X. Follow me on Instagram, X Local for that boy, underscore X, underscore local, underscore for that, number four, D A T, that, underscore pollo. That's where I'm at. That's where you'll find me. And uh, get in contact with me, not just for fights, but your favorite concerts that's coming up, your favorite artists that's around. Clay Center, Madison Square Garden. We got those Bad Bunny tickets. We got those Meek Mill tickets. We got, um, of course, all the fights and uh, the Mother's Day concert coming up as well. You know, um, Terrence Crawford, Amir Khan concert, um, fight tickets. Listen, whatever you need, holla at me, man. You dig? Shout out to Uno You Know. Shout out to OG Campus, ATM, Luminosity, Legendary Films. Everybody working hard out here in the hood. Ink You Fashion. You know what we do over there, Ink You Fashion, right? We got your fresh Tims. We got your fresh J's. We got your fresh fitteds. We got your custom-made T-shirts and sweaters. Whatever you need, man. It's going down at Ink You Fashion, 1941 Southern Boulevard. Come check us out and follow us online. Follow us on Instagram at Ink You Fashion and also shout out to El Maestro's Gym where we bring all our young fighters and we get it we get our work, we get our exercise in there. El Maestro's Gym located 1300 Southern Boulevard in the Bronx. Stop by, come get some work with us, come get a workout in with us. Whatever you want to do, this is what we do. The fight game is what we do. About that fight life, you heard? 
We'll be back with round three, baby. And that's a wrap for the review. Excuse me, for the preview of the up and coming week. Be back after this break. What's going on, everybody? We back at it, man. Round three. Ding, ding, ding. Ring the bell. Bruno, how you feeling coming out that corner? I'm about to start swinging some haymakers round three. Nah, nah, nah. I'm keeping it light. I'm keeping it light. Keeping it feeling light. good, though. Feeling good, though. Give, give, give the fans the latest. It's the word around ringside. This is round three. Latest breaking news in the sport. And uh, we're going to start it off with... Canelo and Danny Jacobs, you know they got their big summer showdown May 4th, Las Vegas, live on The Zone, Middleway Unification Showdown. Make sure y'all on deck with The Zone from now. I Don't got wait. mine's, you got yours. I got mine's. Mine's yeah. is acting up though. <laughs> I'm, I'm there though, I'm on deck. Well, they got a three-fight city tour that's starting off in New York on Wednesday, February 27th, followed by a stop in Mexico City on Friday, March 1st, and then they close it out on March 4th in L.A. Three-city tour coming to you, getting everybody nice, hyped, and prepared for the showdown. Tickets also go on sale for this fight. Um, I think it's uh, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, they go on sale. The, the pre-sale started uh, today. Pre-sale started today, Wednesday, they officially go on sale um, Asics.com, you know, that's the West Coast That's the West Coast Ticketmaster They do their thing So um, if you're going to be out there, get your tickets now um, Going over the top rank, Lomachenko Also, continuing to talk about the West Coast Lomachenko is going to the Staples Center Lomachenko versus Anthony Carolla April 12th at the Staples Center in L.A. L.A., listen, New York, we've been hot out here, so it's time for L.A. and, and the West Coast to get yeah, their thing rocking, you heard? We got to let them live a little bit. <laughs> Y'all about to get the Lomachenko tour on your side right now, man. He's fighting his mandatory WBA, mandatory number one contender, Anthony Carolla. You know, Lomachenko will be defending his title. It'll be live on ESPN+. Plus. Another wrap, $5 a month. Again, UFC is on. Everything is on. Boxing. Cricket, baseball, basketball, like. everything is on. College football, basketball, college basketball. Like, listen, it's ESPN. That's like, it's yeah. ESPN. You know, so sometimes the fighting games that you might not be seeing live on national television is on ESPN Plus. Five dollars a month. Get Only it today. Five dollars a month. I got mine. You got yours. Yeah. Fans, get it. Get it today. Should be mandatory for. <laughs> Uh, we go ahead over to Golden Boy, man. Golden Boy in the zone. King Ryan, man. If y'all know about my boy, King Ryan Garcia, the up-and-coming young star that Golden Flash. Boy has. He's 17-0 uh, with 14 knockouts. He'll be making his return March 30th against Puerto Rican power puncher Jose Wonderboy Lopez. If y'all don't know Wonderboy, that boy was coming up big time when he, uh, I think he was, was he out of, no, he wasn't out of the Olympics, but Wonderboy was a big prospect in Puerto Rico who um, was making a big splash, kind of slowed down a little, but still gives you a good fight. Lopez. He, he had a war on one of those Telemundo cards yeah. we was talking about earlier. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> Against the Mexican dude. One Friday night, you see your boy Wonderboy going to war. You see? Yo, there was like six knockdowns in that fight. Yeah, huh? yeah. He, he showed a lot of heart. Regardless of how you scored it, what you thought, he showed he got the heart. Yeah, man. Wonderboy holds a record of 20 wins, three, nine, three losses, 
losses, one draw, and 14 KOs. Again, 20 wins, 14 KOs. The kid has pop. That's why they call him Wonder Boy. Him and Ryan Garcia are going to be squaring off on the undercard of Light Flyweight Champions. Um, the Light Flyweight Champ, uh, Tito Acosta, man. Puerto Rico, man. He's making his defense 19 and 1 with 19 KOs. Acosta has pop if you something about the puerto rican fighters listen they punch man they pack a big punch and as you can see tito acosta he's gonna be facing abraham rodriguez who's 23 and 2 11 ko's with king ryan as the co-main event against jose wonderboy lopez you in for some knockouts man don't miss it march 30th live on the zone um Light flyweight champ Tito Acosta de Puerto Rico defends his title against abraham rodriguez king ryan garcia against jose wonderboy lopez Man, it'll be a great thing. Puerto Rico go two and zero that night. Listen, man, we 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 need we need this victory right now, especially on the zone, man. Our Puerto Rican fighters have been losing on them Golden Boy the zone cards lately. I don't know what the hell's going on, but um, moving on to top rank, man. We going back to top rank. Gilberto Ramirez, WBO super middleweight champ. Um, we're told that he relinquished the WBO title now. He's coming out and saying, still a champ. Yeah, he's saying, I never relinquished, but he is making his light heavyweight debut. He's making his light heavyweight debut, and it's going to be on the Lomachenko Anthony Corolla card. So, April 12th, you'll get Lomachenko and Corolla and Gilberto Ramirez against whoever he plans to make his light heavyweight debut against. You know? Can't wait to see how he looks there because. I think he's been there for the taking at 168 for a while already. He just hasn't fought the elite. Let's see if he looks any better at 75, maybe bigger, stronger, different style, maybe. He, he, he's a tall guy. You know, he has the height for the light heavyweight division. Does he have the skills? We'll see because he's a brawler. He's a brawler, you know, and he got a good chin, but I think they're going to test that shit real nice at 175, man. Um... Moving on, what we got over here? Deontay Wilder, man. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, the heavyweight drama, you know, continues. It picked up last week when we heard that Tyson Fury signed with top rank. <clears throat> and we thought it was all over. No rematch. It won't be at Barclay. What the hell is going on? But Wilder goes on statement to say he has no obligations to any network. He's free to fight wherever he chooses. Big statement, and I love it. I love that the heavyweight, the WBC heavyweight champ, Deontay Wilder, stepped up to the plate and gave us that announcement. With that announcement, Bob Barham says he'll be sending over offers this week to Deontay Wilder and his camp, his team, his manager, Shelly Finkel, Al Heyman, and let's see if we can get the rematch going. The much-needed rematch going, because this is a much-needed rematch for boxing, for the heavyweight division. That first fight got a lot of fans buzzing on both guys, even if you wasn't up on either one, which you should have been already, but even if you wasn't, that fight got you up on them. And the thoughts of possibly having... Not having the rematch, fans did not want anything to do with that. And much respect for Wilder for clearing that up. Nobody's bitching anymore. Bob is letting you know he's willing to work with people. That's all we can ask for as a fan. Hopefully they get it done. You know, Bob, you know, Bob, he likes to, um, he likes to build things up. So like he said, uh, 
offers will be sent. He wants Fury and Wilder to fight in separate bouts on ESPN this summer, building the rematch for November, October, November, a fall rematch on ESPN pay-per-view. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. But also, um, for the guys that want to talk the money, you know what I'm saying? Everybody always wants to talk the money when you want to beat around the bush of um, fighting the elite. The zone has given Canelo Alvarez $365 million. ESPN just gave Tyson Fury 100 mil for a five-fight deal. Danny Jacobs is about to make $15 million in this Canelo showdown this May. Terrence Crawford and Amir Khan are going to make $5 million better for their pay-per-view fight coming up in April. Al gets the guys paid. He takes care of his guys at, at, at PBC. Don't get me wrong. He's one hell of a manager. That's why his fighters are loyal to him. But they're throwing big bucks out there. Anthony Joshua is making about 50 mil for this fight coming up. 30 mil around there. Jarrell Big Baby Miller has just hit the bank. He's getting 6.5 for the Anthony Joshua fight. This June at Madison Square Garden. There's, the big bucks are being thrown around the sport, man. And for Wilder to come out and say what he said shows that uh, he not just wants the money, but he wants the big fights. And whoever's paying and wherever there's the biggest platform to do it on, he's down to do it. So fighters, listen up, man, and take heed into that, you know. And don't worry about the criticism because if you see, everybody's going where the money's at. You look in other sports, you know. I mean, basketball guys are trying to go to go to certain places to win. That's cool. But, you know, Machado and baseball just went where the money's at. These fighters are going to go where the money is at. Simple. And let's win. And to close out the latest breaking news, man, hopefully this closes through this week and we can talk about it next week. Word is, word around ringside is, Gennady GGG Glufkin, man, Triple G, is close to signing a three-fight deal with The Zone which could take off this spring. He'll be getting 15 mil for this fight. 15 mil. And if he wins, it'll lead him to that third showdown with Canelo Alvarez, which can earn him up to $30 million. Again, the money's being thrown around. Glovkin, Canelo, part three. Listen, everybody wants to see that. We don't want to see it just yet. But we want to see what Gennady comes back and does. And um, a three-fight deal on the zone that could lead up to six fights. If he continues to win, he gets Gennady Glufkin promotions, uh, Triple G promotions. His fight is on, 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 on the zone. And the man, uh, the man's getting, he's, he's going to get some big bucks, man. 15 mil for a comeback fight right now for his first return. Might be against Demetrius Andrade for the WBO middleweight championship. We'll have to wait and see. But um, I would really like that. Boo Boo deserves something. Everybody's signing deals, man. Everybody's signing deals. Glufkin, let's go, man. We're waiting on you now, man. Make it, make it, make it final, and, and let's get 2019 on the road. You know? Yeah, I agree. We'd like to see him and Andrade. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be a good fucking fight. 
You know, and if he wins again, that third showdown is going to be big again. It's going to be up big. That Canelo fight. Call him out, you know, talk a little bit of shit. Let's see what happens. Triple G, let's see what's up. Wilder, much respect to you on that on that move that you're trying to make here, and let's hope that it gets done. Bob is down. Bob is ready. Top rank Tyson Fury, the heavyweights, Anthony Joshua, yes. Big Baby Miller. They're getting big money over there. Listen, it's going down. Send a nice offer, Bob. Bob, Bob said he's going to make more than he made for the first fight. For the Fury fight. For the first Fury fight on his interim fight on ESPN. Uh. So he said, what? Bob made four mil. I give you four mil for the first one. He said, you going to give him more than four mil for the I, first yeah. one. And then they'll make even more on the rematch. ESPN got the money, baby. Top rank got the money. And they promote it the right way as well, man. That's the thing. They have, they, 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 it's no better than that. Yeah. We'll be back to close it out, man, with a fight night classic. After these messages, people. We back at it, we back at it. We coming out for the final round. The final bell of the fight, fourth round. Classic fight night, a fight night classic. This is the part of the show where we pick a throwback. You know what I'm saying? People, we need your feedback. I need to hear what's your favorite throwback or one of your favorite throwback fights. Again, these fights are the fights that made you the boxing fan you are today. The reason that you love boxing the way we love boxing. I don't know if anybody loves boxing the way we love boxing, huh? I mean, that's hard. Bro. You must <laughs> really, really love boxing. <laughs> we eat sleeping shit boxing, man. But a classic fight night, man. On uh, what's the date on this fight again, Bruno? We going back twelve years. Ooh. September 29, two thousand and seven. Boardwalk Hall, Atlantic City, baby. AC used to have it rocking. I wish it would just come back, man. So much. I used to love taking the fucking trips out there, man. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having AC rocking, New York rocking. Bro, you know we have Boardwalk Hall, Jersey. Can have. Um, Pop Barclays have the garden here rocking. Oh, so good, man. East Coast man. Jermaine Taylor, the unified, undisputed middleweight champion of the world, defeated Bernard Hopkins twice. Ended the Hopkins reign at middleweight. Long historic <laughs> reign at middleweight for like twenty years, bro. Took out my man Felix Tito Trinidad in the process. 20 defenses of the IBF title. Took out the golden boy in the process. Came up. Came up, man. B-Hop finally solidified himself, man. And he lost to Jermaine Taylor. He lost his middleweight titles to Jermaine Taylor. Two years. 2005. Two years prior to the 2007 showdown. With Kelly the Ghost Pavlik. The Ghost. If y'all remember this, then y'all know how crazy it got in Atlantic City that night. Jermaine Taylor was the favorite. Jermaine Taylor was the number one middleweight. He was one of the pound-for-pound -pound stars of boxing. He was running through, guys. But on this night, he ran into the Youngstown, Ohio native. The Ghost was undefeated. Coming into this fight, recently stopping Edison Miranda. The 
Colombian brawler, Edison Miranda. Miranda was, <laughs> he was kicking ass. Yeah. When we saw him, what was that night? As a matter of fact, it was a doubleheader that led up to this fight. It was Miranda and Pavlik, and it was um, Jermaine Taylor versus Corey Spinks mm. that summer. Yeah. Pavlik beat the crap out of Miranda, man. He, he bloodied them and put them down for the count. They stopped that shit. Miranda wasn't getting back up. And on this night in Atlantic City, it looked like it was going to be an early one. Cause Jermaine Taylor came out swinging. He had the he had the legendary, late, great Emmanuel Stewart in his corner at this time as well, man. Rest in peace, Emmanuel Stewart. And everybody, shout out to everybody at the Kronk Gym in Detroit. Jermaine Taylor was training with Emmanuel, and Emmanuel told him, "Dog, you have to go in there and get it. This guy's no joke. Pavlik could punch, man. Pavlik was a big puncher himself. Bob, Bob was." Saying that this guy could hit like Tommy Hearns, a lot of people thought Bob was over exaggerating. <laughs> yes, he was top rank, he was under Bob Arum, Jermaine Taylor, Lou DeBella. Oh man, the top rank DeBella was in the middleweight division at that. Yeah, yo, third round was it the third round? Second round that he dropped him, Taylor. Second round, Jermaine Taylor almost closed the night early and solidified himself why he is the middleweight king. He hit Pavlik with a little combo, and if I recall correctly, if you have to pause it and check it out, Pavlik tried to, like, laugh, tried to, like, stick his tongue out at Jermaine like, you didn't hurt me, and that's when he got caught with the uppercut. Boom! 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 Yo! Jermaine Taylor was drugging him. Pavlik hit the deck face first. Yeah. He fell face first. Smogel was the referee? I think Smogel yes. was the referee yeah. that night. Yeah. If you know Steve Smogel, Steve Smogel was that man in New York. He lets it go on. Smogel yeah, somebody's was getting put out. Yeah, Smogel wasn't into breaking shit up or stopping the fight too early. He going to let it go down. Pavlik hits the deck. Holy shit, the crowd is going crazy. So loud ballwalk hall in Atlantic City. Pavlik made it to his feet. He's telling Smoker, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And Taylor comes out wilding, man. He he let it all out. He was drugging him. Yo, Kelly, he was drugging Kelly Pavlik around the He went for the kill. He basically. went for the kill. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't knock him, right? You can't knock him. He let the gas tank out in that round, though. That's the, that's what you can knock him for, but he had good intentions. He had bad intentions, Jermaine, actually. bad intentions, but, Taylor. <laughs> but listen, good one. he went for the kill. I'm not mad at him. It's just he didn't kill him. <laughs> and he, ended and he got tired. Tank. And we know that Taylor had the stamina issues. He, yeah. was a, he was a six-round fighter. He'll beat the shit out of you within six. And because he he beat you so bad, it'll save him the second half of the fight to cruise through. But there was no cruising this night. Kelly Pavlik made it to the fucking, to the, to, to the bell in round two. Went back to that corner and told him, he told this corner, I could, I could take him. I, I could take his power. He ain't got nothing left. That was everything. And he wasn't lying, man. He wasn't lying. He Seventh won. round came. 
he was he took control of the fight. Well, it was still it was a it was a good fight. They were going back and forth. They were going back at it, back and forth at it. Yeah. By the fourth round, you could see that Jermaine Ja that that power yeah. was was the steam wasn't behind those punches anymore. And the word Kenny they Pavlik, like to say his power it was zapped. His power was zapped. And Kelly was getting stronger. And he's a one-two guy. One-two. It doesn't look like it's hurting neither, man. It doesn't look like he's hurting you with his little one-twos, but that kick it hit, man. Yeah. And sometimes that's the scary power. The power coming from a guy that doesn't look like he can really hurt you. You see the one-two hit, boom, boom. Okay, he landed. It doesn't look like it's hurting. But Jermaine Taylor's face was starting to swell up. And then came round seven. Big round seven for Youngstown, Ohio. I mean, they pretty much put... You put them on the map, Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I know they've had previous, you know... Ohio has champions. They have players of Fight City. I mean, but, you know, State. undisputed middleweight champ right now. Undefeated. You know, circumstances makes it even better than, you know, the previous guys from that town. Or yeah. that state. Or region. Whatever you want to call it. You know? <laughs> Midwest, Ohio, the city, Youngstown, whatever. And Bill Clinton from Youngstown? Nah, nah. Clinton, he's, all, he's yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas? Yeah, he's Arkansas. Okay. He's actually from where Jermaine is at. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, there it so goes. Yeah, 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 Clinton and them took that L with Jermaine. Yeah, there you go. It was one of the two there. Big round, round seven. Yeah. Kelly Pavlik senses that Jermaine is ready for the kill, and he came out, and he got that kill. He was banging him. Jermaine wasn't really swinging back anymore. He was just moving around the ring, tying up, trying to stay alive. And he got put in that corner. Corner. Assaulted in the corner. Yo. My goodness. He got put to sleep. Jermaine went to bed. He kind of went out the way Adonis Stevenson recently got put out. That the ref waved Whoa. it off immediately as the guys just lay out on the rope on the corner. Laying in the corner on the rope, man. Head out the head, head hanging. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, he was slumped. That's what you call slump. Yeah, both guys. You know, what's crazy is that both guys didn't even really get counted out. The ref, the refs just waved it off. Yeah, there was no count to give. The guy was night night, man. Get him a pillow. Yeah, just stretch him out. Get the stretcher. Stay out of them corners, man. When Pavlik, when when Smoker re- uh, waved off that fight, the boardwalk hall was at a fucking yo. That place went bananas. It was ruckus. Yeah. And HBO, HBO, Lampley and them boys, because it was a, it was an HBO fight. Lampley and them boys went crazy. Larry, Larry Merchant was there. <laughs> Larry's days. Yeah, Manny was working the corner, yeah, so he wasn't was in, in the, the ring corner. that night. He, he wasn't was at the, the booth. Excuse yeah. me. He wasn't commentating. He was in the ring that night. Uh, uh, Youngstown, Ohio, <laughs> has a new champion, Kelly Pavlik. Oh man, I love when Jim does those. Uh, that's, that's one thing I'm gonna miss so much about HBO boxing, but that was an HBO classic. That was a fight night classic. If you haven't seen it, go check it out tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, go check that fight out. That's a good fight, man. Kelly Pavlik versus well, excuse me, Jermaine Taylor, Kelly Pavlik, Part One, Atlantic City, World War Call, 2007 fight, September 2007. On HBO, man. Middleweight championship was on the line. WBC, WBA, WBO. 
Kelly Pavlik solidified himself in the game as a new ball player, new big time. And um, they had a rematch. They had a rematch later, I think it was February of 2008, on HBO pay-per-view, in which Pavlik also won a 12-round decision in. I think they fought at 168, yeah, too, in yeah. the rematch, right? It was like 168. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't at 160, yeah. I know that. Taylor tried to get some pounds in there to try to... I guess, I guess it helped because he made it to the final belt, huh? I mean, I guess going down to the 160s probably zapped whatever energy he had. <laughs> he wasn't the same fighter wasn't after that. wasn't the same fighter, I guess. As good as Jermaine Taylor. I was a big Jermaine Taylor fan, I'm going to tell you. When he was coming up and he I went mean, up listen, against Hopkins. He, yeah, I was going hard. I was going for Jermaine hard, man. Like, he was knocking dudes out. He was a fresh young blood. He was talking that shit. You know, he had Arkansas behind him. He had the accent, too, so I kind of liked it hearing oh, oh, that yeah, down man. south oh, shit yeah, talking. <laughs> I'm the midweight champion of the world, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling Jermaine. I was feeling Jermaine. I liked how he had the the Arkansas football team, the Razor, Arkansas Razorbacks football team. He had some trunks inspired by that team. And, you know, I like shit like that. You know, incorporate where you're from. You know, I love that. I love that. That was my boy Jermaine. He was a big guy for Arkansas at that time. He was like a franchise for them he for a little Bernard, bit. Man. He took Bernard. He took the crown from Bernard, man. He took the crown and then beat him in the rematch at that. And then Kelly had the Ohio State trunks. Mm, the silver. Ooh, yeah, the, the silver and red. The scarlet yeah. red and white going down on the side. Oh, man. This is where, this is where all sports come into play, man. The pride. Of where you from, man. Everything rides when you're in the ring, you know? And and real boxing has paid attention to a lot of detail. Your race, your city, your state, your hood, your family, everything, man. Your name. You carry everything with you. Everything that means something to you, you carry it with you into the ring. And you put it all on the line. That's the, that's, that's the love of boxing. That's how real it gets in boxing. Kelly Pavlik went on to have a little, a nice dominant run in the welterweight division, and um, he had some. They both, they both ended up with 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 just bad endings to their career, and not in the sense of uh, well, Jermaine was taking bad losses. He was like getting knocked out by mad people, taking a lot of brain yeah. trauma issues. Kelly more. Um, he had out of the ring. Yeah, issues. out of the ring. You know, the bottle got to him. In the bars And um, he came back Then he would sit out for a while Injuries And sort of that So um, two great fighters man Sad endings to their careers But thank them both man I thank you guys both for those classic nights of fights That you gave us man And um, That's, That was a good one I appreciate that one I could watch that one any day as well Stop by, you're walking by somewhere and you see that on television, you're going to stop and be like, oh shit, hold on, let me take a seat real quick. You know? Ended, ended dramatically in, 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 in an awesome fashion as well. But that concludes us this week, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes us this week. And um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody that's been listening and passing it down on to others. Four Corners Boxing Cast. We're going to continue to do what we do and bring you the previews and reviews of the up and coming and past weeks of boxing every Monday night. Stay tuned. It's only going to get better. Again, shout out to all my peoples that's that's holding us down. Hit showing up the us comment support. section too, man. Give us a couple of suggestions on anything you want us to talk about. 
Anything you'd like us to talk about? Anything that you some fights want to recommend? Upcoming fights. We love, we love, we love the feedback, man. It's only gonna help us get better. It's only gonna help us get better and bigger. But um, Uno, you know, ATM, Legendary Films, King Kai, Kev Holla, Wavy Life, Ice. Keep doing what you're doing. The summer's back around the corner real soon, bro. Can't wait to see what you got for us this summer. My boys fly. My boys get stay fly. Ink you fashion. We keep rocking up there, man. Again, if you want to get your shirts done, your hats done, your sweaters, sweatsuits, anything. That's where I get my four-corner sweatsuits done for all my kids in the gym, you know? And everybody that needs a sweatsuit and support and holla, I get you tell me your size, you tell me the colors, you tell me, and we're gonna make that order. Ink You Fashion. Follow them on Instagram at Ink You Fashion, 1941 Southern Boulevard in the Bronx. Come check us out, people. El Maestro's Gym, 1300 Southern Boulevard in the Bronx. Come through, bring your kids, boys, girls, if you wanna teach them self defense. If you want them to become fighters, the gym is waiting for you. If you want to come through and get your workouts in, you know what I'm saying, and get fit, lose some weight, the gym is there and we waiting for you. I'll set up a schedule and we'll, I'll train with you guys. I'm in there all the time. I take my breaks as well, but I get back in there. Um, My boy Lee and the Ballhawks out there in Queens doing their thing on the football field. Keep doing what you do. Canvas, Luminosity, keep writing, keep doing what you do in the studio, keep rhyming, non-stop. Um, birthday shout out to my little brother O, O Measy the General, y'all know what's up man, my boy, his birthday was yesterday, my little brother just turned 28 years old, love you bro, wish you many more, he's another fight junkie man, we gonna get him on the show soon, just gotta catch up with little bro, That's on a, a Monday busy night. dude right there, he be busier than me. <laughs> On the move back and forth, man. But um, everybody, stay positive, stay strong. Anybody tell you that you can't do it, fuck them. Fuck the haters. We ain't with it. We're going to do everything that we put our mind and strength to. Yes, Positivity sir. is the way we do, man. Positive vibes only. Stay sucker free. All day in America, baby. Four Corners Boxing Cast. We out.